0: Hello my soul-seeking friends, it's Shanna. Thank you so much for listening to Sense of Soul podcast. Enlightening conversations with like-minded souls from around the world, sharing their journey of finding their light within, turning pain into purpose, and awakening to their true sense of soul. If you like what you hear, show me some love and rate, like, and subscribe. And consider becoming a Sense of Soul Patreon member where you will get ad-free episodes, monthly circles, and much more. Now go grab your coffee. Open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Hey guys, please, if you haven't already, subscribe to Sense of Soul's YouTube. I'm trying to upload more video content. And also, thank you to my new Patreon members. I hope to see you at our next circle, which is coming up. So my guest today was recommended by my sweet friend, Jennifer Mitchell from the Soul Travelers podcast. She had interviewed this amazing soul, and when I heard about him, I just knew I wanted to invite him on Sense of Soul. So joining us today, we have Vincent Cassius Kane, aka King Cash. He is a demon-hunting, astral-projecting Lyran starseed who is very intuitive and on a mission for the Galactic Federation of Light to bring to the Earth love, light, and cosmic harmony by defending the Children of Light as a demon hunter within the astral realm, battling evil forces that transcend the physical plane. And in this episode, he's going to unravel his challenges that he faced from dealing with bullies to personally defending others from bullies while connecting to his Lyran starseed origin. So please welcome King Cash. Hello. Hello. How are you?
1: I'm good. It's so awesome to see you. You're beautiful, by the way.
0: Thank you. So are you.
1: Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) Your energy is so good. So I'm so excited for this. Tell me a little bit about you and like your podcast and stuff. I want to hear a little bit.
0: Yeah, my journey with Sense of Soul started just me and my best friend talking about our awakening experiences and what we were going through and what we had to undo in order to really reach that rawness of who our soul really was. So what happened, though, we had one book publisher contact us and then another, and then it just was 50 emails or more, you know, on a daily basis, you know, people wanting to be on Sense of Soul podcast. And so then it turned into something far more than we ever thought it would. It was never our intention. We were just hoping that it would land on the ears. We needed to hear these things. And then it turned into really us being students and listening to these amazing light workers around the world. I mean, I don't know if you could imagine like talking to people like you, people like Neil Donald Walsh or JJ Hurtock, or all these people who have made such marks in spirituality and learning from them. Like three times a week, you know, I interview. So it's hard to not start soaking it all in. And and of course, I'm going down my own journeys aside. And I have taken lots of courses and that put me on a whole nother level, like Mario Brothers, you know, level 20. (laughs) (laughs) And I love what you're doing, Cash, because you are almost normalizing it.
1: Thank you. I want to make it normal. And what you're doing, I see working a lot with children. I know you felt that deep down as well. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, you're going to, and there is some stuff with books, got a lot of Mm -hmm. book stuff going on. Did you use the bake
0: or something like that? (laughs) No, good Lord. Well, yeah, no, I did actually a little bit. I can make things look really cute, but. The last cake I made, I left the paper on in between the layers on accident. (sighs) And it was a birthday party. And everybody was eating the the paper. (laughs) It was the most beautiful cake you ever saw too. It was My Little Pony. I had a little bun cake on top that was a rainbow. And my dad was still alive then. And he's eating it. And he's like, it's not that bad. And I was like, you're eating the paper? But that was my dad. You have a very
1: business mentality, like I'm seeing like a place.
0: Oh, where- that's so funny. My dad owned a local sports equipment store. Yeah. And I did work for him forever. Yeah. I, I, You know what? Okay. I have to tell you something before before we totally start. So one time I was doing an interview with this girl and halfway through our episode, her, her face started to shift and I could no longer be present. And thank God I had a co-host at the time. My best friend was still with me because I couldn't even speak for the rest of the time I sat here and and drew her and she turned into her like grandmother. But yet after I looked at it, it looked very ET and it's happened four or five times. Their face changed before my eyes,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but I have seen your eyes several times change.
1: Yep. You are very clairsentient. So you feel energy really good. And that also results in your eyes, like the clairvoyance. So I get that a lot where sometimes I just see their face shift really quick or Mm -hmm. there's a spirit on them. I see the spirit. Like there was one kid I was working with and I was told by my mentor a while ago, like he is essentially like a reptilian and to step away from him. And I was like, at that time, I was like, okay, lady, like, we'll see. And then Mm -hmm. as I'm talking to him the one day, my abilities grew a lot. And I'm talking to him and his face started shifting into a reptilian.
0: Wow. So you're able to see the darkness. You're able to see the darkness, see the vampires, the energy suckers or reptilians or whatever. And these people, these beings have their own mission. They are trying to steal the light.
1: You see it all the time I've spent. A long time fighting these type of people spiritually and mentally there's been a lot of those who i thought were my friends but really were people that weren't in my best interest and there are so many who we would call dark star seeds like they're not here for the greater good. So they're doing the opposite Mm -hmm. of what light workers do. They're essentially just dark workers. That annoyed me because there's so many people who trust them and put their trust and they focus Mm -hmm. on getting you to trust them. And as soon as they got you, that's when they get to work and start giving you false information and all that stuff. So what's really propelled me to do what I do is I realized I had to get people to work with me instead. I had to be genuine, be me, and show Mm -hmm. me I realized how much these people need me. And once I started putting myself out there, then all those other people started almost battling me. You know what? There's oh, I have so many like long story short, I have, like one podcaster that had me on. He was reptilian, and that was like the beginning of my journey. And I had I have so many influencers that I know. And I'm not trying to say too much, but who've always shunned me. But people will call me things like king all the time. Like you know, you're the protector, and. Growing up, I always felt as though I had to protect everybody. It's like I already knew that. So then when people were starting to tell me everywhere, like, king, king, and protector, I was like, I guess this is what I was born to do. But I never wanted to fight. So, Mm -hmm. And that's where my lion part came in. I realized this is our home world, and they're going to keep destroying. These people are not like us. They're going to keep destroying and chasing us down until we're gone. We have to fight. If it's not dark star seeds there's dark influence and these are people when they're egotistical we call that like corruptible and they could cause you to essentially go to their side unconsciously or consciously so when i started seeing pushback from others when i was starting to grow i started to realize all right i can find my own people and I realize what I'm here to do. I realize my gifts and how I'm supposed to help humanity with it. I'm going to focus on that. And then from there, all this corrupt stuff on this planet, I know I can help get rid of.
0: My gosh, I love that you have this kind of voice. Hey, listeners, did you know that Sense of Soul is a part of the Ethereal Network, a group of like minded podcasts like Sense of Soul, who share the same passion to help raise the vibration of the planet and the consciousness of humanity? And I'd like to introduce you to one of those podcasts, Soul Nectar, hosted by Carrie Hummingbird, who is also part of Sense of Soul's network of lightworkers. This is Carrie Hummingbird, host of Soul Nectar Show. And I invite you to come over and check out our conversations about all things essence. Gather around the campfire with us and share stories of connection to that which is bigger than us, the great mystery beyond the veil to those synchronistic moments that lead us to a deeper understanding of ourselves. We'll see you over at Soul Nectar Show. So, go check out the Soul Nectar Show and check out Carrie on the Network of Lightworkers affiliates page on senseofsoulpodcast.com. Now, back to our guest. So, I am not a social media person, but I am a creator. I'm a podcaster and I do have a large following on podcasting. But, you know, my kids are always telling me, you know, you need to do more TikTok and Instagram and all that. And I said, That's just not my space, right? This is my space right here. And that is your space. And I love that that's your space. But yet, we have to support each other so that, you know, someone might be able to find a nugget of wisdom, you know, on my podcast. And some of the younger ones who want to connect more with someone who knows their generation can go to. You know TikTok and and Instagram and someone like you who's on the same mission, just in different spaces. You know, but yet we hold space for each other. And I'm excited about this episode because to have somebody and I and I don't know, I don't even know how old you are. How old are you?
1: 22.
0: Oh, 22. That's my number. I have learned so much from your generation. I defend your generation because I see that no, you're not lazy. You just know you're wise that you're not going to be stupid busy (laughs) (laughs) trying to be everything, right? You're not going to go and do the most and go waste your money on college and classes that you're never going to use. I think it's a generation that's misunderstood by the older generations. We need to support this and hold space for people in your generation. So I am super excited to do that today for you.
1: I set the grounds for us to come here. And like the person I work with now, which I call my galactic mom, because we have such soul connection mm. is Dr. Dawn. I definitely consider her my spirit mom. And she considers me her I spirit son. She is probably around the same age as my physical mother. She is also been on earth longer than I have in terms of lifetimes. Humans are weird, man. Like <laughs> I'm like, I go about, I'm like, why do humans do that? Or like, why are they like this? And she has a lot of wisdom related to humans, related in this lifetime. Like She's lived longer than I have, but also have had a lot more lifetimes on planet. Like, this is my first incarnation here. I'll be confused. I'm like, why do they do this? She's like, oh my God, you're such a fresh soul. She (laughs) always talks like that. And I'm like, I know, but why don't humans just do this? And she's like, that's exactly why you came here because now they're ready for you and they're ready for all you type of star seeds. And now it's time to get to work. And I'm like, okay, well humans are still going to annoy the hell out of me, okay. but we we could
0: do this. Okay. So, you know, learning about the star seeds has been through trying to understand the cosmology of mankind, which the history that we've been sold is, is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And now though, you know, these things are starting to come out and, I mean, if you look at the ancient relics and stuff that they find now, like they're uncovering, there's always lions. Yeah. The Anunnaki, I find this to be interesting because I believe they are the archons. If you look at that reptilian maybe, and there's this box of some sort that was just found and they're putting their feet on the lions, but the lions are always around and Yaldabaoth, who is a demiurge of the Gnostic Gospels, he's a lion-faced serpent.
1: Mm.
0: You look at the Egyptians; they always have these like half man, half animal. And I mean, in the Scripture, look at what angels are. An angel is not this cute little Campbell Soup kid. It's described in the Bible: had three faces, an ox, an eagle. An alliance, you know, this is not new, but yet we've overlooked it somehow. Humans just didn't read that part, you know. I, I think Christians have never read their Bible. I, it's, I it's, <laughs> it's then you also have look at the Hindus, right? Look at their gods, you know, half man and you know all of these different depictions. So my recent thoughts on this is, I can tell you, I'm French Creole. My dad was Czechoslovakian. My mom has Cajun as well. No wonder if Cajun looked one way, which it does, right? French Creole looks one way, and this looks this way. This is what makes my face. So maybe they were talking about, say, this angel who had the three faces of a lion, an ox, and an eagle. Maybe those were his galactic origins. And the lion was the lyran part. And this is why they say three faces.
1: All this stuff is basically metaphorical. Like yes. It's all telling you the whole Bible happened, but people take it literally. It's not meant to be taken literally. I actually want to Agree. ask you something. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed your connection with children, how strong it is?
0: Oh, my God. Everyone knows that about me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean... I could have had children my whole life. I, I coached children for a good seven years in every sport I could. Yeah, One of your
1: strongest abilities, and that doesn't just come from now. That comes from your other lifetimes as well. You've been on Earth a while too, and all your lifetimes, you're always focused on children. That's why I was curious if you're mm-hmm. focused on now because the children energy is always around you, and you're always very protective of them and very analytical. Like it's always the mm-hmm. kids, the kids, the kids with everything that is normal for you. You you are a very cool mix. I like learning from you, just being in your energy. You are such a Pleiadian and such a Lyran. You are like, if you want to know your heritage, you're like this is rough, rough numbers. You're about like 60% Pleiadian and 40% Lyran. And I have not yeah. met anyone like this yet. And it's super cool to see it.
0: Well maybe that's why because I get told this often, that I can take a subject like this and I want to teach it to people in a way that they will understand. Because when people start talking about all of these words that no one's ever heard, it's like, wait, hold on a minute. <laughs> you have to talk to me so that I can understand, so that my listeners can understand. This is important information. So it has to be simplified. Or like in the Bible, told in story so that people can understand. In fact, will you tell me a story about when you were a prince and when you were little and how you got to who you are today?
1: From this lifetime, right? hmm Okay, I was really, really bad when I was <laughs> little. Everybody, whenever we have like kids that are really hard to deal with now, they're always like, oh, it's a little Vinny. It's a little Vinny. I was always like that when I was little. And then as I got to about 11, 12, like nine years old, I was always the cousin to bring everybody together. So everybody was like, where's cash? Like, is cash coming? And when anything would happen, they'd always be like, go get cash. And so I noticed when I was little how things would be put in place like that. Then when I got to elementary school and high school, I was getting bullied a lot. And I was the only mm. Black kid in my town. So that brought a lot of hardship.
0: Where I, did you live?
1: I, I still live here. I live in Caledonia, a small little town. It's in Canada, about an hour away from Toronto. Okay. Yeah. So my parents came up from Jamaica. So we have Jamaican heritage. And I grew up in this town only Black kid. And I felt like I always had to teach people about Black history so people could understand yeah. Black culture and all of that. My brother was the first Black kid to graduate from the high school I went to. And I was the third or fourth. And my sister is next. But she has it way easier than we did because of how the town's getting very mixed now. So it's really mm-hmm. good. But in high school I got bullied a lot. And I started realizing how much I was getting the Lyran part accessed in me because I was so fascinated with lions and felines. And mm-hmm. when I was little, I always knew I was royalty. But I mm-hmm. thought maybe it's my African bloodline from yeah. slavery or slavery. So mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I'll I'll deal with that later. But in high school, what got me through the bullying was I'm a king, man. I'm a prince. And I want to be a lion. I want to be strong, be able to handle mm-hmm. anything. And so I started really fighting against the bullies. I, I fought them so bad to the point where they never, they were like crushed. Like nobody would talk to them ever again. And that made me also feel bad because was like, whoa, well, maybe I... I did that a little too good, right? <laughs> so my warrior was really coming out, and everybody yeah. knew me as like Prince or Vinny. Really? Like you say Vinny, like everybody in my town knows me for what I did in high school and what I do mm. for the kids around here. So everybody essentially knows me and I hold that with great responsibility because I'm like, this is what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to protect everybody, especially the kids. Like spiritually, there's so much protection I had to do and the kids would know it and they would come to me for it. So now the spiritual aspect is really coming to play. Like a reptilian will attack kids and then they come to me and they're like, yo, like first the Galactic Federation will be like, they, they always like, the beings will always call me king and they'll always be like, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm always like, before I didn't understand, I'm just like, okay all right what's up yeah. like they always show their respect for me and they're like cash we need your help with this kid that's going to get attacked soon and at the skate park and i was like okay guys i'm like we'll see i go there and the kid runs up to me cash cash there's like a reptile man that keeps attacking me and i don't know what to do and i was like oh shoot like they were right but long story short I started having to protect a lot of kids spiritually. So now around the town, they all know me either as the one to protect them spiritually or mm-hmm. the one they could text for advice in life and things like that. And the king thing is always around me, everybody calling me. So then I started to step into that because I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm king.
0: I yeah. Just, it's
1: like, I know, like, I had to ask myself, what does it mean to be royalty? What does that mean, galactically? Mm-hmm. And I realized. It's not like here where it's egotistical in the galaxy. It's very soul based. Like mm-hmm. you are the people, so and they all see you as them. So they look up to you for protection and leadership, and which is what I realized I was really good at. So from then on, it was always I need to lead the people, not just the people in my town, but the people of Earth. So now I have clients from all over the world that I talk to, and of course, y'all call me king and kids in my town, I have like clients that come every once in a while and I sit down with them on the corner of my bed right there and we talk for hours about life and then they go home. So doing this, I realized what my soul power is and how I could put that in place for humans. And this royal thing that I've always knew I was when I was little and I realize now more about, and I see yeah. it was soul-based. Every day I learn more about it and see the lives of what I have did and what I'm supposed to do here? It's like I see my importance, why I'm supposed to be here right now.
0: How did you grow up spiritually? What were your parents? I mean, did they introduce you into like religion?
1: First, it was very Christian based. In high school, I was always an empath, so I could feel, I mm-hmm. could read people's thoughts, their energy, and all that. But again, it wasn't that popular. And I was just so confused, and I was just really into astral projection. From, oh wow. And- Yeah, it was crazy. And so then since I was in grade 10, I started having seizures and they would come every month. But the weird thing is they would happen and I would always be alerted before it would happen. Mm -hmm. So I would always in my mind know it's coming like days before. So I'd be like, okay, I know it's coming. So I warn my parents and we'd go to the hospitals. They did not know what it was. They're like, this is not regular seizures. Like We don't know how to explain this with our science because he is getting these seizures and it's not damaging his brain, it's actually upgrading his brain. So we don't understand. And every time I wake up from a seizure, which they're extremely painful, I wake up and I'm like, whoa, my mind is so different. Different mentalities, different visions and understandings. It feels like someone just downloaded information into my head. And then I have access to it. So all of a sudden I could see the galaxy and like, like remote view to different planets in the galaxy. And I would see beings come through my portal. And of course, King, what's up? We see you got your upgrade. I'm like, whoa, like what? And so like, all of a sudden my abilities were great. Everything was upgraded. So every seizure I would have, I would upgrade. It's like they were forcing my abilities to grow. So after that, my mom was a Reiki teacher. But oh, she wasn't cool. deeply into spirituality yet. Okay. She was just like, oh, I'm learning how to be a Reiki teacher now. Yeah. She's like a master. She was here, and I was here, and the seizures led me to. We're all growing. She would go like this, and all of a sudden, I was like this. Yeah. So now she's like, like, like Vinnie, I'm learning from you now. Like you right. are extremely advanced, and I have to look at myself, and I have to like mm-hmm. analyze myself in the mirror because I'm like, like people. I talk to people, and they're like, "Wow, your gifts are strong," and I'm like. I didn't even know I could do that. Like, I could just like view your house, just talking to you, like crazy stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm not crazy because I question the thing I'm crazy. I'm like, okay, this is normal and I'm going to use it. Consciousness was after Christianity. So I just like expanded off of Christianity and the seizures Mm -hmm. and the forced universal push into consciousness is what. led me here, and then working with the Galactic Federation and all that.
0: There is this, I believe, this space before you come into this earth, before you go into your mother's womb, where you make some very specific decisions on who you choose, the life that you put yourself into. This is my belief, so that we can learn and grow, so we can return to the evolution of where we left off. So we can continue this, but we have to start all over here on earth. So that being your first time, you still had to a little bit in the beginning of your life. So it's like what we have to do in lifetimes and lifetimes, you did have to do in the short amount of time from your birth until where you are today. There was still a lot of pain to purpose that came with that because I don't believe that we evolve, you know, by having these just beautiful, perfect lives without pain or experience of suffering?
1: I, everything I went through was to get me to where I am now. And everything I am going through is getting me to where I'm supposed to be and everything I'm supposed to be doing. So mm-hmm. everything I'm like very grateful for and I've realized like the deeper reason. And when I talk with the Federation, it's it's always very much like everything is about stepping into your power and mm-hmm. they put me under these tests where I go through a hell of a lot and then then I like graduate from it and they give me like a reward so they'll be like I'll keep, I'll keep seeing the same number over and over so for example it'll be like 717 test and it's like you're going to go through this for a whole month it's like a whole month test what so is that month, What's
0: 717
1: it's okay it's not 717 actually it's 818 okay But I just use that as an example. So like 818, it was basically like you're stepping into a new era and you are evolving really quickly, stay on path, essentially like a whole um, gateway you're supposed to go through. So okay. I actually graduate from it in a week and I get these new ruins that I always get on my body. And first they told Very me, they're cool. like, okay, you're going to get these two new ruins. And I was like, okay, cool. But um, when? And they're like, oh, at this time. Kind of like this one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I randomly got Balance this. That one's from the Pleiadians. This is so random. I have lots of tattoos, but they're beautiful, you know? And then I have this. hmm It's actually, it stands for Archangel Michael. Um, This is, the circle is like the world, and he's like putting his sword into the world, like, you know, I will protect you.
1: If you ask the Pleiadians about that, they'll tell you all about it because really that type. Yeah, they're the ones that point to you toward that.
0: My kids were like, Why did you get a stick man on you? I was like, (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out that. Well, it's eight years ago I got this at random.
1: (laughs) Yeah, those are, we call those ruins. I get them all over my body. Really?
0: Well, hopefully they're better than the stick man.
1: They're going to look amazing. They're very much representations and portals. I use them as portals too. So they Mm -hmm. told me, You're going to get these two. And I was like, Okay. And then I start going through a lot related to certain business stuff. And so I start evolving as a person and growing a lot. And then I start to see like the new two runes I'm getting the one stands for fire dragon, and the other one stands for feline warrior. And I was like, okay, interesting. Um, Usually before I get these, you guys always tell me what it's about more or give me it in some way internally. So then I deserve it. Like I can use it. So after... I started, I started getting all these briefings from the Federation and going through things that would lead me toward the fire dragon energy and lead me toward the feline warrior energy more. It's like they tell me you're mm. already in it. You've already been doing the, you've already stepped into your fire dragon higher self and your feline warrior higher self, but now you are realizing it on a deeper level. And that was me last night. I was like, oh, that explains why I'm going to do this A18, and why you guys said at the end of the A18 you're going to get the two ruins. And they're like, yes, because then you've internalized it and then you've created within yourself. So it all makes sense.
0: So when you talk about fire dragon and when you talk about feminine energy, automatically, I go back to the story of Gilgamesh and Lilith. Do you know that story? Not much. This is what I find is so fascinating is that A lot of what people are receiving is actually just recently being discovered in ancient text. So it's almost validation, right? That this new energy that is coming forth into consciousness is not new. It's actually extremely old. And it was here in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So the story of Gilgamesh was Gilgamesh. This story was found on ancient tablets not long ago. The story is is that Lilith, who was sometimes in Hebrew, she's like a demoness, almost like they've really demonized her. She was like the Adam's first wife, but Adam's not in the story of Gilgamesh. But Lilith lives in this tree, and it's a special tree, and I can't remember the name of it. But at the top of the tree, there was this bird that lived there. And at the bottom of the tree was a dragon that protected it. And this is almost like, to me, I visualize like the Garden of Eden. And Gilgamesh, who is also considered like the, um, some people believe he might have been like I was saying earlier, Yaldabaoth, But he slashes and kills the dragon. And he scares Lilith off into the desert. That's the story. And in the story, he's a hero that he did that and it didn't sit right with me, right? My discernment was like, how, how is he a hero for that? He's a bully, right? Mm -hmm. To me, he's a bully. You know, he killed a dragon who was trying to protect this divine feminine. So how is he a hero? Mm -hmm. So I just think that the stories that have been told in the way that they've been told now seen from a different perspective, that it's not cool to be a bully whatsoever that doesn't make you a hero it's ignorance hey animal lovers have you ever wondered what your fur baby is thinking or you just want to connect with your animal on a deeper level well look no further than sense of soul's new affiliate animal communicator the talented nicole harp Nicole can help you intuit the connection between your soul and higher source as she uncovers and shares important insights with you to create a happy and joyful life for both you and your loving animal. Nicole connected to my dogs, Ayla and Rascal, and it was one of the neatest sessions I have ever experienced. She offered my family a glimpse into their world and offered helpful suggestions, making information individualized and purposeful, which led to healing for the whole family. She creates an open-hearted experience that you will remember and treasure. Wait no longer to connect with your soul and the souls of your loving animals, Contact Nicole today and experience the magic of her work. Go to her website, harpspace.org. That's H-A-R-P-S-P-A-C-E.org And make sure to tell Nicole that you found her from Sense of Soul Podcast. You can also go to www.senseofsoulpodcast.com. Under the network of Lightworkers, you can find these links in the show notes. Now back to our amazing guest.
1: People need to understand, like all this stuff we're going to do now, all this consciousness stuff. It's yeah, it's more science than anything, and yeah, they've talked for about sure. it. Way before, like all these ancient scriptures, people are fighting with yeah. which one is right. They're all right; like they all have. It's like this truth is spread out among all of them. All these different people around the world talking about the same things happening at the same time, and there's like, for example, the the flood, and they talk right. about but beings yeah. coming down and and taking things to save plant life and stuff on the planet, and they all talk about this stuff happening, and then people mm-hmm. still think it's like myth, but right. really. There's so much that's been hidden from us that's now being exposed, yeah. showing that all these, these Bible stories and all that are real, but things yeah. have been distorted, things have been taken out, just like it's called the Book of Enoch, which was in the Bible, yeah. but they took it out, and it's a lot more in the ETs and consciousness. Absolutely. Why the hell did they take it out? You, oh, you yeah. could see You could see the, the lines adding up, and people. I really want people to see that, and that if you are religious and you're realizing there's more, the hardest part was leaving Christianity, but mm. you are not leaving it. You're expanding off of it. You mm. still believe there's a God. Right. You know, scientifically, there's a God. Mm-hmm. You know angels are real, just not like how they say.
0: <laughs> like like <laughs> They're just like, aliens.
1: Yeah, really, they're just aliens. So yeah, people need to understand all this. Just look at everything you're seeing in scriptures as real, but in a different way. Way yeah. that they've been perceiving you, showing you as,
0: or like you, like you said at the beginning, their stories, right, to teach you something. And you know, I think about how women have been done wrong, and also just you know when you think about a dragon, it's it's got this you know evil, scary, even a snake. And yesterday I had a session with a client, and this came up about the serpent in the Garden of Eden, who says if you eat from this tree. You will know yourself. Your eyes will awaken. You will be like God. You will not die, but the serpent is scary was real interesting, though, Cash. I walked out my door not even two minutes later after we got off our call, and there was a snake outside in my rose bush. Wow, And I was like, I wasn't scared. I took a picture. And actually, it felt very divine because I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not scared of you. You're nothing to fear. We've been so brainwashed to think a certain way.
1: Man, I'm telling you, we've been brainwashed so much in everything. And when you look at, I always look at that story. And when I was little, I'm like, why are they being punished for realizing more? Like becoming like God, why would, why would God punish them for awakening and realizing more something not right here? Something's not right. And then I started getting more understandings. Like we're talking Adam and Eve, like the Anunnaki Mm. story of the first humans they created and how the serpent was, was, I think. Enlil and then Enki yeah. was the one that was like punishing yeah. them for awakening, so mm-hmm. there was a whole ET war related to that. And in the there was like the Sumerian tablets or something like that, where they talk about this story and yeah,
0: the emerald tablets, the mm-hmm. yeah,
1: and they talk about the science of it. They're like, Yes, they're, they're literally they made clones, yes, and they're like tinkering DNA to create human beings
0: yes and this is also in the gnostic gospels too people need
1: to realize this 100% and the government now knows that they have to come out with Mm -hmm. the truth but also know especially for starseeds that the next part of their agenda is to expose themselves so like the whole putting out information disclosure Mm -hmm. it is going to be distorted I was actually deception warned mm-hmm. by a few celebrities that text me and they told me about it the only thing they text me was disclosure is going to be distorted mm-hmm. and I st- I told them I said I know uh, federation told me about it and thanks for giving me confirmation and I asked them I said what else do you know that you're not telling me <laughs> more you could tell me go ahead and he was just he just put a laughing emoji and a smirk emoji I was like okay I'll just
0: Like Project Bluebeam kind of stuff. This is interesting. I wanted to, I don't know if you saw this. So I think it was in 2018. A former Israeli space security chief officer who said extraterrestrials do exist. And he also makes mention that Trump knows about it too. Then he went on to say a galactic federation has been waiting for humans to reach a stage where they will be able to understand what space and spaceships actually are. So I found that to be extreme. This is an old dude too. That understanding part. This is what I see finally. It's like, yes, we've decided to eat the fruit, right? Eat from the tree of knowledge, finally. Your generation, there's no way you're gonna believe this bullshit. So I want some real shit.
1: And the ex-defense minister of Canada, it was the same thing. He came up that really? Yeah, he came out and he said the government knows about aliens that they're real. The Galactic Federation is real, and that was also on the news a lot. But of course, people like it could be the prime minister or the president saying aliens are real, and people are still like, "No, nah, no, nah, they ain't." They mm-hmm. ain't until they come down. Even when they come down a lamp, people would be like, "Oh, it's CGI," and all that. People are gonna find a way to like not make it real, right? But. It is coming here like the like they always talk about how the aliens are among us. I actually just watched some yesterday. What are the odds? There's a girl on Gaia and she's like, the ETs are among us. You'd be surprised how many are among us, that they're everywhere and they, they're in everything. And I thought mm. in, in my mind, like in our minds, we're like, we, we already know that.
0: This is my thing that I've been struggling with. Cash, maybe you can help me. How do I discern which is the good side and which is the bad side? through my journey, I had to go down secret societies. You know, when I'm studying the Gnostic Sophia, I have to, I had to go down that road. It was basically, I was doing like the Da Vinci code, (laughs) Hmm. but I came to a place where I wasn't really quite sure which was good or bad because I actually really do. I did find that many of the things that um, they believe I, I have found to be true Except for maybe some of them are are using the divine energy um, for their greater good rather than for humanity's greater good or the earth's greater good. How do you discern? What do you get? I know you said you're an empath. I am too. There's so much deception.
1: All through energy. You're clairsentient or empath, if you want to say. So right away, you'll know energetically. At one point, you're going to have to turn off your mind fully and just get with energy We're right away. Because if you don't listen to the energy and you let your mind go like this, you're going to mm-hmm. realize later, as you've already seen so many times, you're like, damn, I should have listened like it was right. So mm-hmm. if you just go into energy, you'll notice sometimes you're talking with people or you're about to talk to someone, you start to get drained or right when you even think about talking to them, you start to get drained. That's a huge sign. Not that they're evil, but that their energy is very low vibrational. And then you have to dive into them energetically and be like, what is their intention? Is their intention for good? Is their intention for bad? Is their intention for good? But they're held back and influenced by low vibrations and it's causing them. It's like they're they're infiltrated like okay. there's another being working through them to try and stop them even though their intentions are good
0: so do they have souls yes do th- they do have souls mm-hmm.
1: so it's, it's all energy you know what you'll notice there's with clones the energy is they're empty like it's almost like they're a shell walking around it's like it's empty you look into their eyes and you can't see anything but they're talking and doing all this but you don't see anything and it's because yeah. they technically don't have a soul they're they're like robots essentially
0: so when you encounter someone like this what do you do
1: so for somebody okay there'll be different kinds so for example if i'm in public i remember on my 21st birthday we went out to go eat and I just got this tattoo, which is like a symbol from the Galactic Federation. Like it, it's a guardian stamp, they call it. Is it? So it? Looks, Yeah, it looks like this. So it has the universal principles and then it has my higher self oh, and then wow. it has beings I work with in different planets right there. So when I got that, that's when I started noticing more, like people would see it. And first, at one point, I felt reptilian. I am like, there's a reptilian in this restaurant. And I look over, and this man is staring <laughs> at me like he wanted to kill me. Like oh he's staring at me like this. And he's like staring me down. And he saw my tattoo. So I looked at him, and I sent him the telepathic message. I was like, I see you. Keep going. And he, and he kept going. But the whole time, he keeps staring at me. Those ones, you know, those ones are literal reptilians among us. And I was like, I see you. Keep going, because you're not going to do anything while we're here. So that's one of them. But some Mm -hmm. people that are dark star seeds. So you start to know right away that they're not for the greater good. Some of them are really good at deception. So they get you to trust them. And you see the red flags. But then they talk one way, but their actions show another. So you start to really see through them action-wise. But it's always first energetic. The greater way energetic, you know something's not right. But you're like, let's just go through with it, see what's up. And then I see that. But if there are people that are just low, like I remember I was at the skate park one time. And there was a girl who I saw and I was like, that girl is not good. I look in her eyes and it was just like evil being. And so I told the kids that were with that kid, I I pulled them aside. I'm like, you know, that girl, you gotta watch out. And they're like, we already know she's she's mean and all that. And I said, I know. be careful. And I said, she's done this to you, haven't done like, how do you know that? I'm like, don't worry about that. Just know I see and watch out for her. And they kept hanging out with her. And then they were like, we have to leave her because she is a bully and she's horrific. And they were like, Cash, you were you were right. She is really bad. So with people like that, I have to learn how to make boundaries. Mm-hmm. So I have to learn that I can't engage with people if they're going to be taking from me. So a lot of times we want to help people that are low vibrational but good intentions, but they're infiltrated by a reptilian or they're being attacked and they don't even be aware of it. I'm like, there's nothing much I could do if they're not in the mode of being helped or the only beings that people i really help are ones that the Federation will tell me. So the Federation will send people to me or go over here someone needs help and then I'll go there and then they'll be there. So with that, I will do that. But other than that, if I'm getting drained with them or... They're just not good people. I make really good boundaries. Mm-hmm. People that ask me to hang out and they want to spend time with me, but they're vampires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I I I don't even lie. I'm like, I have to set boundaries and be straight. Like, I don't feel like hanging out right now.
0: My whole life, right? Was that, you know, reclaiming that power. This has been a huge, huge message. Because it's that you have even the right to make a boundary, that you can say no. Yes. I mean, that was Hard for me, you know, because I had always been, yes, yes, I'll do it. Oh my God, Shanna will do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. And even though I do have a lot of that in me that I want to help, I had to find a balance. You know, I have good friends where I just said, I can't talk to you every day at this time anymore because I'm going to start meditating at this time because she would call and she'd tell me all the bad things that are going on in her life. I'd give her all the good advice. She'd run with it. She'd be good for a few days. And then when she wasn't anymore, she'd come and fill up again. And it just was like this cycle. And, and it's like, if you keep filling somebody up, they'll never know what it feels like to be empty enough to fill up for themselves. So you call yourself the demon hunter. So you're not just protecting yourself. Are you seeking out to hunt them and take them down? What does that mean, demon hunter?
1: So I will I close my eyes And I astral travel and I'm astral projecting around, like fighting the demons literally. And then the kids are there. They're like, yo, it feels like something's happening. Like they can feel it happening, but they think they're crazy. And I'm just, I'm fighting these demons. And then they ran away. They were gone. And they were like, Oh, we don't feel it anymore. I think they're gone now. Yep. They're gone. And so after that, I walked the kids home and then I went home and That was just one of like what a demon hunting mission will look like. Mm -hmm. It's really just Federation sending me somewhere. And then there's a demon to battle or a reptilian to fight, something Mm -hmm. like that. And now a lot of people in my town know me for doing stuff Mm -hmm. like this. So a lot of people help me. So
0: you were doing it before you even knew you were doing it when you were helping all those kids, you know, from the bullies. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't that's even beautiful. know it yet. Right. Now yeah. that I'm aware of it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's it's a game too. on now. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it was weird how I came about it because I was, when I was little, it was, I never want to fight. My parents put me in karate and I was like, I never, again, it was like yeah, the, me living my lives fighter. again. It's like, I don't want right. to fight. But then all the bullying that was happening to my friends and me, mm-hmm. I realized we have to fight. So, yeah, and then the same thing spiritually, all these demons were coming at me when I was first awakening. And I'm like, why am I being attacked? Like, why am I being attacked all the time? And then I met Dawn and she was like, Get ready, you're gonna be attacked by a lot of demons. That's been happening. And then it would happen. And it would be every day, even still, I get attacks every day. And it's because of what I do. And wow, so I started to realize man. all right, I have to, I'm being called to fight every time I run away from being a warrior, it comes back. Mm-hmm. So I have to fight. And from then on, I just started the only way I could explain it to spiritual people was. Demon hunting.
0: Mm-hmm. I like it. It's a cool title. You know, what's really interesting is just this morning on the way after I brought my my little one to school. I'm in the car, and for whatever reason, it came to me, and I was like, you know, I think that one of the reasons why I have such an easy time, kind of like receiving or getting into another space. You could call it ADHD. You've been called an airhead, or I can space mm-hmm. out very easily, or I don't hear what people are saying sometimes because no, I am another part of, dimension. Like, your
1: gifts, and I had that all the time. I was growing up. I was also ostracized a little bit because my mind was different. I wasn't just the only black kid. My mind was different. Couldn't figure out why the hell it was like that mm-hmm. growing up, and then getting to where I now. I realize why, but it's the same thing you First, I thought I was just an airhead, and I always tell people I have a whole yeah. universe inside my mind and I could travel anywhere in my mind. And people were just like, Okay, you know, that's that's crazy stuff. But no, you have a whole universe in your head. You could see things in your mind, and I think a lot of stuff you see in your mind is fake, but or like it's just made up, but no, a lot of it is real. Like yeah. something with Archangel Michael happened, you were seeing it in your head, and it was all like happening in your head, but you thought it was fake, but it mm-hmm. was really real.
0: I would say that my dream work is very, very important to me. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was so lucky that uh, Jennifer Mitchell released her episode I think yesterday because I got to listen to it, and she mentions me without mentioning me, where I've had many dreams of the terminal, and then with her with a QHHT session, I've been able to nail down more details on the terminal. My daughter. Goes to the terminal. And when we realized we were going to the same place, it was like, whoa, I work at a spa. The manager there, she's been to the terminal. So it's obviously a place that people are visiting, you know, in another dimension. And I was just wondering, I I heard that you also are familiar with the terminal.
1: You call it something different, you know what? Actually, let me ask you what does this terminal look look like, like? okay
0: yeah. so and that's the that's the amazing thing is whenever I've interviewed people who have also been there or like my daughter or my ma- the manager at the spa, they'll finish my sentence, so it's just so incredible, but actually, I've done the art for it. It's all white, it's all smooth, there's no right angles. there's like a people mover down the middle, and there's like these wings, so it's almost like an airport terminal in some way, but like very futuristic. I'm not really sure about the people. I've seen people there, but I'm not, it's not like it's here. (laughs) Yeah. And it does feel high, like it's not on earth. And those wings are all different portals to different places. You can choose to go to different dimensions, different planets, maybe even different times.
1: Mm -hmm. The area you've been to so pleiadian there's just pleiadian energy all around us you'll notice any of your pleiadian friends or if they may talk about the terminal but the area i've been to it's very um i like using that area to go to different areas of the galaxy essentially an area it's like the in-between almost where yeah. everybody could go there and you see beings from all over the universe here. Yeah. And then you go through different portals and you go to different areas. And I love it there because just the beings there. It's like it yeah. it, it feels like home to me. So going there is awesome. But yeah, mm-hmm. I like I like seeing the way you explain it and the area you've been to there because it's like the Pleiadian portals, they call it the Pleiadian index is what they call it.
0: To look into that. Well, I, there's no way to look into it. So when I say I have to look into it, I'm just going to have to go inside and look into it because where are you going to find this? You know, what is interesting though is when you do start to connect with people who also has had experiences, that's why it's so beautiful that you're sharing this with the world because you can have people like me that are relating to the things that you're saying.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you have any visions or travels yet where you're in a mothership just outside of earth
0: i have not not that i can remember
1: this is so strong your guys want me to tell you this so bad they want you to read a book called the prism of lyra if you look that one up on amazon and okay it, it, i have something no. that
0: i've been strongly wanting to tell you okay so in this course that i took a lot of it's lyran there's this poem Written by Ashiana Dean. Okay, here we are. It's called The Song of Kemalohati. Have you heard of it? No. Okay. Once was a night of a faraway dream. Once was a night when the candle fire burned. Once was a night when the nightingales sank. Once on this night worlds were born. Once on a day when the sun shone its brightest. Once on a day when the breezes rose high. Once on a day when the rivers flowed with sorrow, once on this day worlds were gone. But today in this moment, in the heat of the fire, burns a long aching dream of life returned from the pyre. O oh, come near, new life reborn, come, come, rise from the waters, come, come, rise from the sea, reach forth, heart of the lion ringing out from the ancient lands of destiny once were our peoples pure and of innocence once were our peoples loving and free once were our peoples alive with eternal light once were our peoples the Hiale in victory once came a wind dark and cold from lowly places once came a spawn of the dark fallen sun once, when the rays of demons spread suffering, once stricken, the Hayale were done. But today, in this moment, in the warmth of the sun, rise the long-hidden peoples of the golden, silver one. O oh, come near, Hayale, reborn. Come, come, rise from the dreamlands. Come, come, rise from memory. Come, reach forth, children of El Hayale. Camelot awaits thee, where the golden portals call, now in a dream, all the worlds that had gone away, now in a dream, waking forth to the dawn, here in the dawn, reaching forth to the universe, and call to the port of our home, come, come, open the doorways, come, come, let us be free, here now we give our love to thee, the homelands so longed for, the sacred, Kemalohati. That's
1: a lyran poem isn't it Mhm mm-hmm. it's it's really talking all about the great lyran wars every everything you're saying I'm like that's just that's just talking about the great lyran wars right there that's so cool
0: Yeah you know I do believe that we all here are from originally our origin you know is from all over you know, the universe. But yet we're all having a human experience, which makes us no different than anyone else here on earth. But yet there are so many that are brainwashed, as we said before, and they're really imprisoned by their own reluctance to be open and be free, like in that poem. I feel like that poem like calls people to awaken and remember who they truly are,
1: Yeah. Hearing that poem, it brings back the memories of Lyra and really speaks about not just what happened, but the power that we received from those times and how we live by those things that make us who we are now. Like how Lyrans live by the phrase never again and Mm -hmm. never forget who we are no matter where we go in the galaxy. And things like that. Mm-hmm. All of that comes from stories like that poem. That poem was like a huge in-depth emotional story of the great Lyran Wars, how we mm-hmm. were we were of extreme love and just pure source connection. And then the great, what we would call the great darkness came hearing all of that it's just bringing back those memories and then the and you were saying come come and like let's let's step back into our power essentially let's t- go back to who we really were mm-hmm. it's exactly the lyran roots of that live within all of us not just as humans but as our souls because our core roots galactically go to lyra so mm-hmm. everybody has deep roots there some have stayed in Lyra or stayed a Lyra and being longer than others but everybody no matter where you're from even if you're a Syrian you're Arcturian mm-hmm. or you're just a human you have DNA and you have soul experience going back to Lyra and all beings in the galaxy have respect for Lyra and see Lyra as the origin or the original because that is where all life that we know now originates from
0: it is coming into our consciousness. And I think that we all have a mission, right, to awaken to this. So I love that what you're doing is is really your part into helping humanity, you know, find their light. Yeah. Thank
1: you. And what you're doing is very important too. You're creating a home base for people to talk and be open. And your connection, you are making it, you were making this one-on-one connection this home connection public for others to receive instead of mm-hmm. very publicly, like maybe on a live, which people like, but a lot of people, they don't, it's like they they want to get away from that sometimes and just step in a place where it's home where they could just sit down and listen mm-hmm. or watch. So a lot of people find that important and your work with kids that's gonna grow with the GFL as well. I'm um, so I can't wait to talk to you about that when you get really deep into that mode with the mothership. You're going to remember, if you don't remember that one yet, you're going to?
0: I do believe that because we have to evolve. We're going to want to put ourselves into situations where we will grow, right? So suffering comes with this. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to learn and grow. I don't believe that we would come back into our lives always as these just perfect beings, would we?
1: 100%. Like Okay. (laughs) I, incarnation, so I am... 90 percent lyran and 10 percent draconian in some of the draconian lives almost all of the lives i'm a dragon so i've incarnated in a few times as like a a reptilian but i didn't like it because i fought against them like all my lives as a lyran so i was like yeah that's not for me but i liked the dragon form and i like taking those traits and what I learned as a dragon into my Lyran lives and into all my other lives that I would live. So I cherished that form a lot, but it did start as me as a dark dragon. So I was really dark from what happened in Lyra and I was upset. And then I had people remind me, don't forget what makes you Lyran is your true connection and your love. Go back to that. Don't fight the draconians as a dark dragon. You went to them. Use now your dragon form and your Lyran understanding and your being. Mix them and be truly powerful. And when I realized that, I was like, "Okay." And from then on, I used that understanding of those dark lives and those dark times, mm-hmm. and I morphed it into the light. So a lot of people, I know some people who actually have like a lot more draconian lives, or they're just draconian star seeds and they had a lot of lives where they were really dark and then they started awakening and realizing i don't want to be dark and now they're really light so mm. it's definitely cool to see different people's backgrounds and see where they come from and the different lives they've lived and what they've learned because all these soul journeys are so damn unique and i'm it's just a pleasure to be around people and read them especially like you I told you I'm like I've never met someone who's has the pleiadian and the lyran together like that. And so, just seeing your past lives, being in your energy, and seeing you, I learn a lot, and I take that with me whenever I go anywhere in my life.
0: Hope that you still feel that way about me after I tell you in my QHHT session I was a reptilian. So mm-hmm. I looked down at my feet and they were webbed. My hands were webbed, and my and I knew what I was. And I was standing and I flipped out so much. My ego, I almost came out of hypnosis. My ego came right in and was like, nope, Jennifer had to fast forward me because I was so uncomfortable (laughs) and I didn't, I couldn't even speak it forever. (laughs) And people would say, well, maybe you were just like a lizard in your past life or like a dolphin. I was like, no, I knew exactly what I was and Mm -hmm. I was not comfortable in that skin.
1: That gave you that lifetime, gave you internal understanding. You had to go there and be that for you to understand what it's like to be on the dark side or understand darkness more.
0: It's like, know your enemies. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's for real. A lot of the draconian right? star seeds that I talk with a lot, they're like 70% draconian. I think it's cool. Like, my mom's draconian star seed, and it's wow. super awesome. And to see her go, like, had those dark lives and then go toward the light. Yeah. And reptilians, when they are positive... So when they're dark, they dis- they're very destructive. But when they're light, they're extremely healing. Like, they have the gift to heal quick. So my was wow. really gifted with that. And my friend who's draconian, Powerful, Perfee, yeah. he's a great warrior and, like, great with healing people and protecting yeah. people. So with those lifetimes where you are dark, take that and be like, if I didn't have that, I would not have understandings that I have now. I would not have... Right wisdom i may not fully understand the wisdom yet but as i connect with my higher self more and i i start getting more of my higher self meshed within me now Mm -hmm. i will remember these lifetimes and i'll remember why i chose it i'll remember what i learned from them and i remember the things i said to myself when i incarnate in another body and that's going to be the fun part is because you're already getting all those past life memories and it's super cool because you're so light, but you have wisdom. And now you're here. You're Pleiadian. And the core part of the Pleiadian culture is helping everybody through the light. And the Lyrans, a huge part of their culture, is protecting and like basically fighting the darkness. So that mix is is beautiful it's like extremely powerful and you and me we could all do our part that we know we're supposed to put into the planet we're Mm -hmm. realizing who we are don't let anybody tell you who you are don't let anybody tell you where to go and what to do do it Mm -hmm. your way figure it out as you go love and be at one with yourself don't let your mind get involved too much live from your heart and everything is going to be in flow as long as you are with the universe and you trust yourself.
0: So much wisdom. Tell everybody where they can find you.
1: You guys can find me on Instagram. I'm King Cash, or you can find me on TikTok, King Mm Cashes. Same thing on my YouTube Snapchat, same as my Instagram. You guys can find me all over the place. Hit me up and I will see you there.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Cash. I appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much. And thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Sense of Soul podcast. And thanks to our special guests for joining me. If you want more of Sense of Soul, check out my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com, where you can work with me one-on-one or help support Sense of Soul podcast by donating to my coffee fund. Thanks for listening.